0: joining us now here on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop, Chris Murphy in the newsroom and Congressman. Thanks again for taking time with us. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So uh, let's get right into it. Your reaction to the GSA uh, saying that they are going to be opening up about six point some odd million dollars in resources for uh, the uh, Biden uh, campaign to come in and start working on the first stage of the transition. And the uh, president essentially saying, yeah, go ahead. Uh, But the president's still saying that uh, they're moving forward with legal fights that he claims that uh, uh, they'll they'll uh, succeed in. Uh, What's going on here?
1: Well, I've always said there's no reason why we can't have a transition or a possible transition. We do that with House candidates. We have many races that are still not decided. I find it amazing that we've done almost two full presidential recounts in Georgia before we can figure out who wins congressional races in California and New York. That says something about the the, the, the issues in their own states. But that being said, I run new member orientation for the the House on the Republican side, and we invite both candidates to come out to possibly transition into that job. That's what always happens. I'm glad now that Michigan has been decided and certified. Uh, That puts uh, Joe Biden over the 270 projected electoral votes. I'm glad that the president and uh, the GSA have agreed to allow for the transition much sooner than what the Clinton administration gave George W. Bush in 2000.
0: So when it comes to the ongoing legal fights, though, uh, the president and Republicans in various states are pursuing, um, should they uh, abandon that altogether or should they continue pursuing those?
1: They have every right to pursue the legal fight, but they also got to put up some evidence. Uh, that's what's been frustrating. And when you see, unfortunately, the legal team kind of cannibalize each other uh, and even you know folks like Tucker Carlson asking where the evidence is. I certainly hope that if there is evidence of widespread voter fraud, then they need to present that and they need to make their case. But every instance of vote fraud counts. And while it may not change the results of the presidential election, it could impact uh, other races up and down the ballot.
0: What role do you think President Trump will have uh, in the years ahead?
1: it depends on if Twitter suspends his account over the next two years or not. You know, I mean, great I can't answer. tell you how many times I've been asked by major news media outlets about what the president's tweeting. I don't even follow him on Twitter. I just have to wait for the media to ask me about something he said.
0: Right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but do you think that he's going to be out and about, uh, you know, holding rallies and, and uh, possibly edging to get more Republicans in Congress for the 2022 election?
1: Well, 2022 shaping up to be a, a good Republican year if you look at history. I mean, I think we could go, uh, depending on what the, the corrupt Democrats in Springfield do when it comes to redistricting, if you look at similar districts to what we all have, I think we could knock out Sherry Bustos. She's in a district that I think likely President Trump will have won by a larger margin than what he won by in 2016. I think you look at the close margins up in the suburbs where Jim Oberweiss came close to defeating Uh, Congresswoman Underwood, and the same with Congressman Caston. But again, it all depends upon a possibly Mike Madigan-led House of Representatives in Springfield to determine who represents you in Congress. And and that's something that I certainly hope the governor lives up to his promise and says he wants fair maps. And we'll see if he's going to uh, abide by what he said in the past or if he's going to fall in line behind Madigan once again.
0: 745 now, 42 degrees with some light rain in the capital city. It's the WMAY morning news feed. We're talking with Congressman Rodney Davis. And uh, Chris Murphy's got a question. Hey, Congressman, good morning. Listen. Uh, hey, listen, morning. Hey, listen I, I want to talk a little bit about the the, the MAPS drawing. And it's certainly with the congressional situation, Illinois almost a lock to lose a seat, maybe two in the House, you know, as we go through. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But in the meantime, you know, what... What are the possibilities of you having to run against one of your friends in a GOP primary to keep a seat? Yeah, like LaHood, oh, for instance. It, yeah. it,
1: it's it's really too early to tell. And, and Darren and I laugh about it when people bring it up. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's going to depend upon how many seats that Illinois is going to lose because of the terrible governing in Springfield that has allowed population to just explode by leaving Illinois and going elsewhere. And it's really a, a sad state. Because Illinois loses electoral votes every time we lose a uh, member of Congress. And, and that's something that I think all policymakers at all levels have to take into consideration. And frankly, you know, I hope the voters in, in 2022 take into consideration that Democrats in Springfield over the last few decades who have had virtual locks on control uh, have led this to hap- led this to happen. And when you look at redistricting, remember, the supermajority Democrats in that House in Springfield, led by Mike Madigan, and the supermajority Democrats, led by President Harmon and Governor Pritzker, they determine who your member of Congress uh, can be. And I certainly hope they abide by what Governor Pritzker has said in the past, that he wants fair maps. We'll see. I I, I just highly doubt. I mean, I, I will tell you, Chris, I, I, w- I found it laughable that every Democrat, like Senator Durbin, came out the day after the election and said Mike Madigan should step down. (laughs) What courage. Right after you get reelected to a six-year term, then you have the guts to come out and say that Madigan should resign. I've said it for a long time. They haven't.
0: Congressman Rodney Davis joins us here with the WMAY morning news feed. I want to get your reaction to uh, something the governor said yesterday when it comes to getting more federal resources for states and uh, for the economy. Here's what he had to say. So unless the Republican Senate gets a stimulus bill moving in December, Republicans will be putting a big lump of coal in the Christmas stockings of a whole lot of American families. Your reaction?
1: Yeah, how's that for civility? You know, you can say it in a nice way, but it doesn't make it any less offensive when it comes to, to being as partisan as the governor has been. You know, I find it interesting because I opened my local newspaper last night in Taylorville the Breeze Courier, and I saw an article where the governor's administration is actually asking cities to apply for funds because they're afraid they're going to lose them if they don't get them uh, if they don't get them appropriated or obligated to communities from a bill we passed back in April. The governor wants more money and he can't even distribute the money that he has. I mean, that's an abject failure, especially during a pandemic and to have him stand up there while his administration is is flailing at getting dollars out that should have been in our communities months ago, is really offensive.
0: What about the uh, $580 billion uh, that the Treasury Secretary, uh, Stephen Mnuchin, talking about that uh, Congress has yet to free up?
1: That's something that we could go do tomorrow. I've said for months, all Nancy Pelosi. Remember, Nancy Pelosi controls the schedule. She controls when I get to go to D.C. and vote on any piece of legislation. That's why it's important to have a different speaker than who than, than what we have now. Speaker Pelosi could have us out in D.C. tomorrow, and you would see bipartisanship at its best if she were able to put a bill on the floor to open those funds up, including $130 billion in the PPP program that our small businesses that are being shut down right here in the state of Illinois need access to. But she's playing politics with it. And that's something that I think the listeners of your show need to understand. I would love to go vote to free those dollars up. She is showing zero interest and zero respect for the uh, the people of this country and the small businesses and the mom-and-pop shops that need help.
0: Congressman, um, finally here. Speak to those who see the outcome of the election uh, seeming to go to former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, What's going on down in Georgia right now with the runoff race for control of the Senate uh, and uh, Democrats still in control of the U.S. House. Uh, Speak to those who have concerns that we're going to see more big government policies, uh, especially about environmental issues and limiting carbon emissions or um, restricting the economy or even the reaction to COVID. COVID-19. Uh, speak to those who have serious concerns about uh, their rights and liberties uh, being threatened by big government.
1: Well, I mean, there's no better time in our our lifetime to talk about big government rights and liberties, Greg. Uh, but, you know, I digress there and we can have a full show on it. But in the end, I think the American people spoke um, by a, a small margin. It looks as though Vice President Biden will have won enough states uh, to give him a wide electoral vote lead and the presidency. But at the same time, Republicans picked up unexpected numbers of seats in the U.S. House, which makes the margins even closer. The way I see it will probably be at a. a we need to pick up five seats in 2022 to take the majority if all these uncalled races pan out the way we think they will. That'll give us a nine-vote difference in the House of Representatives. And that means we can moderate, we can work with those bipartisan moderate Democrats to stop the AOCs, to stop this drive leftward. And I certainly hope that that's a message sent to Speaker Pelosi uh, and and Sherry Bustos, who ran the Democrat campaign congressional committee, because election morning, Greg and Chris, they were crowing to the national news media about how many seats they were going to pick up. I found it interesting that night that uh, um, my colleague, Ms. Bustos, probably went to bed not knowing if she was going to win or not. And that is a... uh, That's a far cry from what Democrats expected, but it's good for the country. It's good to keep these far-left policies from moving forward.
0: Congressman Rodney Davis, looking forward to having that uh, longer-form conversation about rights and liberties being threatened in this country. I think it's important that people kind of get back to the basics uh, in considering that for themselves. Uh, We'll talk again soon, all right?
1: Hey, thanks, guys. Take care.